Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. So this is it, good morning running commentary, join us on our gentle t- taper, this is, we're into the taper now for York. Yes, we're less than a week from York, it's, uh, you're probably listening to this after York, it's Monday and we're doing that on Sunday, will this be your last run or no. another two, another eight no, runs? It, it, won't, it won't be my last run but it'll be, uh, I'll, I see the last week as tapering with intent. <laughs> yeah. Like maxi taper. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing over four miles this week. Okay. I'll probably run tomorrow, rest Wednesday, run Thursday, nothing Friday, and a little bit Saturday. So how are we going to go about three or four today? Yeah, we'll do about three. three and and we're in Clissold Park. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's, it's funny because I don't know if you remember, if you've been listening, you'll remember we came here in July and it was just stunning. We were looking out across here. We did Barbet. Didn't we do Barbet? That's right. And we also did another one. We went around the parks on right. a hot, hot day. Yeah. And uh, it's just as gorgeous today, actually, although autumn's just kicking in right at the beginning of October. I love running around it because it's really soft underfoot. Yes. And then you've got mysterious things like that. Yeah, that's right. Um, you've got to worry. The lost scooter. I mean, if what that, the... is, that scooter is there with our sinister shadows around it, is the child... But in there. What does the ribbon mean? Oh, that mean, that oh well, obviously, really that, that's what it is. It means the kid whose scooter that is, right. is in prison. <laughs> Tie a yellow ribbon around the old scooter. I mean, you, kid's prison probably for three years. The yellow ribbon marks the spot. They don't call it kid's prison anymore, do they? I'll leave the scooter here to return in three years. <laughs> so, so, um, um, so, yes, and just nice. And I think tapering's one of those things that people think too much about, isn't it? Yeah. It's another one of those things that people take way too seriously. If you follow it's, your instincts, you're going to want to taper, aren't you? Yeah, just, yeah. just run loads less in the week before you're going to run 26 miles. That's right. And I think both sides of it are true as well. Like, ultimately, you're always going to have done enough if you've trained and you've stopped two weeks before the marathon, but before then you'd done enough training, you would be all right. Yeah, and if you, well, the thing is... Well, you wouldn't I die, would you? No, 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 no. So, I mean, and the but, other but, side, but, but, if you did too much, you're not going to have a great run. But it's not just suddenly going to... You can't. You shouldn't turn up on the start line going, I've done too much, you know. 
No, but I did my long run the other day. I hadn't, didn't really take them for a 21. Right. And that 21 was great. So, it's yeah, the yeah. same. Yeah, but it's... Um, I was thinking about that uh, thing about anything you do in the last two weeks. It's kind of irrelevant as training. Yeah. But no one ever stops running two weeks before marathon. No, no. Because you lose something after three or four days. You can just feel it a little bit, can't you? And psychologically, you fitness. when you're in that moment of being scared, there's great, sorry, brilliant conkers here. I can't believe no kids have been conkers up. This tree is shedding superb conkers and they're just all do your over kids, the ground. Do your kids go for the conkers? Yeah, we haven't been conquering this year. Look at these guys. Yeah, they're great. They're really just... They're great. They're just sitting there. I still remember epic conquering counters as a kid. Yeah. Were you, were you a vinegar, a vinegar or a baker? Let's carry on talking about conquers. Come on. <laughs> Do you, did you, did you oh, I see them? what you mean. Sorry, I thought you were talking yeah. about my techniques. Um, I, uh, I don't think I ever treated a conquer. Right. I always wanted to, but that level of uh, tech and faff, you know. And I did have knuckle fear. We, uh... We went pretty hard on Conkers in Scarborough. He got pretty intense. Yeah, well, it's more like, you know, you, even though not we're not that do, different yeah. in age, but generationally and culturally, you know, you were growing up about 100 years before me in Scarborough. Yeah. In the 1880s, Conkers were much It was fun. that or making a, a hoop roll down the streets of Scarborough with I a still, stick. I still remember uh, <laughs> when you got a really small, vicious conquer that could take on all comers. Yeah. I still remember seeing a massive conquer just smash itself against a small, vinegary little... <laughs> underdog. Yeah. An underdonker, we yeah. used to call those. Yeah. We didn't. I just coined that then, but I like Good it. phrase. Good phrase. And we used to go to school with mar- marbles was massive as well. Did you, did, oh, you, yeah. did you hit the marble craze? No, no. As I say, too young for that. We had computers and stuff. Yeah. But, um... Uh, two magpies over there. Morning magpies. Beautiful. Two for joy. Um... Have you seen, do you remember the scene in Amelie when he's got the marbles? That's a great story of going to school. I don't know that. He so wins good. all the marbles. All right, yeah. And then uh, it's brilliant. And in, in the, the next moment, he's, they he's all hate all. him because he's won. <laughs> right. And he's filling his pockets. And the teacher's going, come on, come on. And then he puts them all in his pockets. And in all his pockets. And there's hundreds of them because yeah. he won them all. <laughs> yeah. And then his pockets burst. And they all roll across the playground. And, funny, uh, and everyone else in the class goes, Scassers. Ooh. Oh. It's beautiful kind of highs and lows of, of classics childhood. To, to me, the marble thing was, a, even at a young age, I identified the, the parable of the marbles. The more marbles you had, the less you valued your marbles. Yeah, right. So if you had about ten marbles and you're a doughty competitor yeah. who really wanted to increase but your number of marbles, possible? but if you had loads of marbles, then you'd quickly lose them. And what possible comparison could that have with the rich uh, corporations of today <laughs> and, uh, and uh, billionaire individuals? I don't see a link. Yeah. I remember the uh, massive ball bearings. The whole school would stop and watch these huge battles between two kids with massive ball bearings. Wait a minute. <laughs> what are you doing with ball bearings? That's, surely that's a ringer. You can't bring a ball bearing no, into... No, but they're, they're bringing these huge sort of like boulders Sorry. that were just, you know, in schoolyard currency were worth... They were just so cool. Yeah. And we just all line up. Have a look. If anyone listening to this is under 25, they really are, we're joking about it, but they are thinking, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> You're making 40-40 sound like I the most know. sophisticated playground. <laughs> the great thing about anything popular, not just games, also fashions, is that the moment anything was any good, 
it would get banned. Yeah. Which, in turn, makes Marbles it obviously makes it so cool. Yeah. yeah. Marbles, conkers, yo-yos. Yeah. Because at school, I was a big yo-yo. So yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, yeah, yo-yo. Yeah, yeah, yo-yo. Because yo. I could do it. I, I did just yo-yo. The irritating thing about yo-yo, like a pogo stick or some of those other classic child games, it's, it's not easy. You've got to do a bit of practicing early on. To get, the, to get your wrist Just on. to get your rhythm. And I had a boring, rainy holiday in Wales and just cracked it. And it just gave me that yo-yo edge for life. And also, I was at a new school and didn't have any friends. So I could just stand around. You're massive on the yo-yo. With my so yo-yo and one glove. I'm engaged in yo-yos. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone would look at me going, who's that guy? Who's that weird kid? And I thought they were like, hey, he's who's that good. cool guy? He's pretty good. Yeah, he's really got something. <laughs> yeah. It's just not mates. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or taste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh... How's the, how's your training? Oh, it's really... Talk to me. I think, let's look at this. The short answer is, I think actually it's fine. Okay. And the marathon's going to go well. And then the other answer is, really bad. Right. So we went out for a really nice run with Vassos last yes. Wednesday. Yeah, that was lovely. And uh, about a week before that, um, you were really ill. And I was a bit under the weather. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've got this cold. And then my whole family got it. I was like, wow, lucky it didn't hit me so hard. And then I got it. So either it hadn't really come on then or it's a different cold anyway. So it came on post My whole family were, were, were ill. So my daughter had been at school. Luckily, she got it early because she had a school trip last week. Okay. And yeah. then uh, my wife was, she was really like, she was off work and like in bed and everything. And... Uh, and then just after, like that night, I, was, I woke up in the middle of the night and thought, oh, yep, I'm ill, and went oh. back to sleep. Oh. And that's Wednesday night. Right. And since then, I've been rough as an old boot. And it's a really irritating cold because it's just slightly intangible, okay. you know. I'm not, it's not the flu. I can carry on. We're running now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been out and done gigs and stuff. And that's quite good as well. The gigs obviously the gigs pick you up. Good old but the, the befores and afters, you know, it's like this kind of thing where I think, yeah, I'll do that. And I walk up a flight of stairs and think, you just feel like oh. And it doesn't even really hurt. It just kind of hurts me in my soul. So I've been feeling you quite feel, sorry for myself. You feel a bit weakened. Yeah. And I'm kind of assuming I'll be better for the weekend, but equally... Have you, you been know, doing it so, so, since last week? Have you done much running? No exercise. Right. Stopped. Okay. I kind of, on Friday, I wanted to go for a run, do my exercises, and I was too ill, but I also thought, if I do that, I might you don't fight this thing off and string it out. Okay. So just let it in, you know. But I don't think it makes any difference. But I'm running You've got now. got time to get better. Yeah, and I've yeah. got... I need to do a couple of months just for my psychological well-being. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was that thing as well, you think that the last week you're going to put on loads of weight or... Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? That sort of stuff. Maranoia, are we talking about? Yeah. Um, also, you know, it's very depressing for me to get your uh, parkrun results on Saturday. Tell us about that. Well, I thought I was going to be a bit faster, actually, but I managed... I got a PB... In the Highbury Park run of two, two seconds. Yeah. Smashed it. Well, as you said, the Highbury Park run is a tough... You've been doing different ones as well. Did you do Birmingham? No, no, I did, I did Highbury. Yeah, yeah, but did you do Birmingham the week no, before? No, I haven't done it. No, I haven't done okay. it. I've come to the conclusion, Highbury's quite a tough little... It's fastish, but not fast-fast. Yeah. It's not fast like the other ones are fast. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't push it... Crazy hard, and I got a PB. You can't really moan, can you? Is that eighteen twenty? That, no, no, I got nineteen. 
Oh, Highbury Park. Four, I got Highbury Park. Highbury, still, you still got a minute on a 20 and Highbury is great. Yeah. Really good. I, I think as a, as a basic lesson in life, you don't moan if you get a PB. No, absolutely, and yeah. yet... And yet people do. Yeah, look, there's another scooter abandoned next to the bush. That's okay, the child is there for that one. It's really gorgeous. That's the Rose Garden. It's becoming like a movement. Do you think it's some sort of scooters matter or something? Yeah, I think we should chuck up the scooters and have them hanging over (laughs) telegraph wires. It's really (laughs) chilling. These kids playing in these bushes are just fantastic. I'm stopping again. There's this tip tiny Lord of the Flies thing going on here. It's just great. There they are, holding the bushes. They're having real fun there. I I used to... uh, because I used to live around here. Yeah. And when my kids were that age, I used to be hanging out with them in the park. It was a great life. Yeah. Oh, that bloke's just been punched in the head. Did you see him? No. He was just holding his jaw like like you hold it when you've been punched in the jaw. Ah. Well, I was going to say, just before you arrived, I've got into an altercation with an old just, guy. Just punched him. <laughs> Just had to lay him out. Yeah, yeah. Just got super. Well, he's part of the taper. I'm tapering. You know, I've got testosterone. Yeah. I've got to put it somewhere. People really wow. underestimate the effects of just punching strangers in the taper, don't they? <laughs> just to get rid of any residual tension. I always say that when I'm talking to audiences about musical styles. I always talk about if you listen to music, it's too angry, you know, heavy or death metal or yeah. really badass hip-hop. Then you, you give you good energy, but you, then you come up against someone like this lady coming the other way now, and she's punching in the face. And that's not good. No. That's We're not just good. Um, passing the scooter again to give people... So see how far around that is. Yeah. Because I've never known exactly Did how far... It? Did you clock it so that we do, would we know? I, I, always, I always thought it's just about a mile around. Yeah, well, we're about to find out. I don't know, actually, because I didn't actually measure it from the scooter. Oh, man. (laughs) Thinking about it. Yeah, we'll just, we'll do a few, and then we'll, and then we'll just divide it. So you just divide it. You see how long you run, then you divide how many times you run around. So let's just just (laughs) recap on these training runs, right? We ran about nine on Wednesday. Yeah. Well, I haven't run since. Right. You're going to not run more than four miles, but you're going to run every day, aren't you? No, I won't. I'm going to take a couple of days completely off, yeah. Because I'm really... Uh, and how many miles did you cover between Wednesday's nine and the park run on Saturday? Didn't, I didn't run on Thursday or Friday. Good, good. So I took it off and then I ran eight and a bit yesterday. Yeah. Um, so nothing stressful. No, good. I'm going to do, qu- do a little track session tomorrow, but not a full one, just do half a one. Yeah. And uh, not many miles there. Just chill out. I haven't even got any gigs. I'm just chilling out and getting early nights and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's great because obviously you don't need to pay the mortgage or anything. <laughs> well, you'll be yeah, travelling around the country. This not doing gigs thing is not something that's uh, <laughs> crossed my mind, shall we say. Particularly in the month after Edinburgh. Somebody pay me! So where are you... Uh, are you have you got a busy week then or what? I went to... Uh, Guildford on Thursday. Right. And I genuinely thought about knocking that one on the head because I was you're ill, Ill enough, which is... Which for you is massive. Yeah, in this... Hearing always shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and, and sure enough, I did. Yeah. And then uh, I had a long drive on. It wasn't that long a drive. I had to go to Newbury on uh, Friday night. Nice gig, that one. Call exchange, really nice. Yeah. But it did throw my condition into sharp relief because I got there... Driver's a bit miserable, felt rubbish. Walked around in Newbury, all the shops are closed. Right. I really despaired of the 
state of modern Britain <laughs> but it was in a variety of specific ways. Yeah. And then did the gig, absolutely lovely, which was nice, you know. Yeah, I, kind of, I was able, found myself complicatedly able to dismiss that, right. you know, particularly as on what should have been an hour, an hour and a half drive back took me three hours because the roads were closed. And instead of being home, like I thought I was going to be, between 12 and 1, right. I was just in a stationary car um, behind some buildings in Acton because the A40 was closed, listening to a, a program on Radio 4, which is uh, Gary Young's book, which investigates the actual lives of kids who've I've died, who've been shot in America. I've read that. Every I've day for a I've year. Read that yeah. Book, yeah. yeah, it's not a happy book, is it? It's not a happy book. No, it's an important and serious book, but yes. it's not a happy book. No. no. So, uh, I imagine you kind of imagined or hoped you had a gun in your glove compartment at that moment. Yeah, yeah. Just sat you off into the night. Yeah, but I wouldn't have had because we live in Europe yeah. where it's not, not allowed. allowed. Which results in way less people dying of gun right. violence. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, really compelling stuff, but yeah. so Really awful. sad, really sad. And as discussed, you know, it's highs and lows and being yeah. ill. It just took me to the very brink of the abyss. Well, I thought when I got up on Saturday morning, I just thought I was going to say to these guys, I'm not going to come back. I was amazed on Saturday that, that my family's ability to make me forget the low point I've been at, you know. That's what they're good for. I wanted to leave the car there and just walk away. I wanted to just open the car just door and act. It, yeah. I think if we'd been two miles closer to my house, that would have actually happened. It's that sense of uh, time wasted as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm really knackered. It's late. I'm in traffic. Yeah, and you start toning up. It's so late as well. And after that many years, you're totting up. Yes. Sorry, I'm getting a picture of this. You're totting up. How many hours? How many hours have you spent like that in your life? Yeah. Have you seen this? This is Church Street Church across the park. That's just incredible. And uh, just got it. And it's a lot. And there's Paul Tonkinson in his yellow jumper, which is equally beautiful. And there's and it's a lot, isn't it? Oh yeah. I was I was saying to. uh, one of the comedians, uh, Susan Murray, saying the other day the European courts keep mentioning Europe. Yeah. Shouldn't bother because, you know, we're out now. Theresa May's going to make it happen. Yeah. And they keep talking about hard Brexit, which is pure PR. So we don't want hard Brexit. This is to make soft Brexit seem like a good idea to both people who want a, a really serious Brexit yeah. and people who think it's a terrible idea. Well, hard, we bre- hard Brexit we, isn't a thing. Doesn't we, exist. we all know Brexit's Brexit. Yeah. Bre- That's most, the only thing it is. And also, from a PR point of view, most loads of people just think it's happened now. Yeah. And they, yeah, so in a way, they're right. Spiritually, yeah. it has. Profoundly depressing. But anyway, so uh, um, Europe, the yeah, European uh, court you said that. I quite sort of anti EU thing because we won't be measuring. Marathons and kilometres anymore. <laughs> Straight back to the old. Yeah, well, well, actually, I don't consider um, what Britain needs directly in terms of my own selfish personal needs. What? Come on, Rob. Because <laughs> I'm a socialist. Yeah, that's right. I said it. I said it. Said it, mate. You're yeah. out. Um, but um, and let's not forget my eating habits. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I keep some of this stuff under my hat, otherwise everyone's going to really hate me. Um, yeah, European courts said that work, journeying to and from work, Should be counts as work. Brilliant. And that means that comedians are massively are working, underpaid. Yeah, we're working about <laughs> a thousand percent harder <laughs> overnight. Yeah, yeah. We've gone from 20 minutes a day to nine hours. It would be great if we got paid on the, 
night out. Yeah. Well, we kind of do. I mean, we're very well paid for this bit where we actually do. Of course, we're at the intense bit there. Yeah. Although some people aren't, and some other people don't like those comedians for accepting that work because it undercuts the entire market. Yes, yeah. So, you know. There's a battle going on, isn't there? We're not beyond the squeeze of international finance. Sorry. Well, I did uh, a comedy club in Birmingham that should remain nameless. Um, the Glee Club, yeah, and, uh, uh, which is a great club. Yeah, do you know? Do you know well, what I don't remain, know the name of it? Remain nameless means. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's no. Well, the the truth is, I got paid more to play there in 1995. Yeah. So that's a bit odd, isn't it? It's funny, isn't it, when in the news they say nurses are only getting a 1% pay increase. And you think, oh, We'd love a that's so unfair. And then you remember that comedians <laughs> have literally never had a pay increase. We don't pay increase in line with inflation. <laughs> Simply doesn't exist. And then, and then you have things like, remember, the January before last, I went to the petrol station and my tank of petrol cost yeah. twice as much. Yeah. I was like, oh... Brilliant. Oh, I see. <laughs> see yeah, this well, is I, just lost, I just lost 40 quid off my wages for this gig. But listen, you can't put a price on laughter. <laughs> and people laugh. That fills our spiritual psychic bank account. Absolutely. We don't need money. We don't I, need money for petrol or food. But I would price. never complain about getting to do what I do. It's so fantastic. And, it is fantastic. and I've tested that very theory this weekend by just sort of dragging myself out of A, a tissue-strewn space, and B, you know, the, the despair at the edge of the abyss, and just walked out on stage, and like, Saturday night, you know, that, this is after the whole act. And where was that? Where did you That was at like, the boat show on the River Thames. Really nice gig. Yeah, and I, but I didn't, I didn't bring anything to it, do you know what I mean? It was a complete gift from the world of comedy to me, because one minute before I went on stage, I just sitting backstage thinking, not really thinking about what he's going to say or anything. We're on a boat. Not dreading it or anything, but just not in any way pumped. No no engagement with it at all. Yeah. I just let the the moment take me. And it was wonderful. 20 minutes of wonder. It's it's good medicine. I always equate that moment of going on stage, that moment when you're not there. Yeah. And then... You get announced and then you go on. There's like a sort of half second yeah. when you realise, oh, I'm on stage now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is completely different. That's right. I sort of equate that a little bit with the start of a race. Yep. You're all laying around waiting for the race. You know what running is. You've done it before. Yep. But then the gun goes and suddenly, oh, this is different. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a well, it's like writing a joke or, or doing a gig or having Should a Should do just one more lap, nice and gentle? Yeah, we're, de- we're around... Just about twice now. We're, just, la- we're just lapping and chatting. We're not, we're not the, doing big, big mileage. I'd do it for you, I would never go round and round the park. See, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I've got a problem with repetition. Yeah. i got a problem with repetition. you got a problem. I've got a bit of a problem with repetition. I get freaked out a little bit by repetition. I get freaked out. Happening again. Same thing happening again. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, you know when you have a baby, or rather, we don't. Yes. But you know when your when your partner is expecting a baby. Oh yeah. And you know oh, everything. You know about it. Yeah. You know everything about it, right? Yeah. You've got this baby. I mean, like when my my wife was pregnant with my son. Yeah. He was like a. We quite often saw his hands and feet pressing against her stomach, you know. So he's right Amazing. there. Amazing. It was an incredible thing, and yet the difference between having a baby that is physically there in the room, but also in the mother, yeah, and then having a baby there in your arms, it's totally different. It's a big difference. It's not, it's not like slightly different. It's no, no, two it's different realities. Yeah, yeah. And that's like you said, it's the difference between just being about to be on stage and being on stage. Being on stage. And another way, as a comedian, you get it, is when someone shows you a photo of a gig you did, and you remember what it looked like from your point of view. Yes. Just, the, the two things don't totally relate. Or, I think that's a great comparison with the run, because you were saying, uh, Scooter, Here we it's go. once, twice. Three times a scooter. Two times, do a little bit of scooting for me. Maybe that'll bring the kid running back. You're going to break it! Okay, so... Uh, I think that's very good to compare that with a run, because with gigs, I'm very, uh, I think the first 30 seconds is really important, and it's yes. important as distinct from almost everything everyone talks about, like you need to meet the audience yeah. before you really hit your material, Yes, yeah. you know, that's a moment of engagement, and, and I think a lot of uh, people who talk about comedy forget the reverse of that, that an audience needs to get an idea of who you are yeah. before you start talking to them. And, uh, so, which is why I immediately start punching the first bike I see. Yeah, yeah. Just to set a marker You're there. punchy, aren't you? I'm not, I'm not to be messed with. <laughs> Especially mid I think you're confusing <laughs> comedy gigs with prison. <laughs> make your mark, mate. Make your mark. Get the biggest bloke. Just repeatedly punch until the bouncers drag you off. That was her. Uh, hello! For keen comedy and running commentary listeners, that was an over... Um, that was a callback to a different uh, running commentary, which is, you know, sophisticated <laughs> stuff. And then we both managed to run past that next runner without either of us punching her. I think we're very yeah. strong. We're doing really well. We're really holding back. We're doing really well. Um, and you're suddenly running that first, just get, getting that first mile or so in a marathon. It's yeah. just sort of, it's and quite it, crucial in a way, the first mile. I mean, just not to do anything to... Just not to set off way too fast. Yeah, and when you've got a bit of distance in you, like we have, 
yeah. like anyone who's trained in any way properly has. It's amazing how far that can go. Yeah. I think you should kind of see how far you can get before you even consider the fact you're in a marathon. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. You want to be doing the right kind of running. But let's assume that you are. You're not yeah. going ridiculously fast or stopping or whatever. Then you can get to like 10 miles before you even need to have a dialogue with yourself about what's happening. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's just about trying to get through the early miles with... It's kind of infinite. You know, if you're running no 100 engagement. miles, yeah. then you don't, you're not even running the run until you've run the first 50. Yeah. So use that. Chill out. Yeah. Chill out in the first place. I did... Um, when I was running in Glasgow the other day, there was this guy overtook me. And oh, I was... Oh, well, it's, when you're training. It's like that, is it? When you're training. Yeah, I was training. Right. And uh, I had a few other runners. There's a few other runners around. I ran kind of late morning. And I was running in a really nice running environment. And it's lunchtime kicked in. Okay. A few... Uh, magpies again. One magpies. Same ones. Cool. A few runners turned up. And, you know, I found that quite useful. Come back along with Clyde. I saw three proper runners up ahead of me. I could tell I was going faster and then not much. Yeah. So I did this thing where I didn't force myself not to try and quickly get past them. Right. Watch myself gently overtake them. gradually, yeah, yeah. Realised that that was a good energy, etc. Flicked them the Vs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chipped them up. Just, just a uh, subtle... Hooked. Just a hooked. subtle middle finger while scratching your head as you <laughs> pass them. You only yeah. need to hook one of their feet to make all six <laughs> yeah. feet hook up and all yeah. three go down. Yeah. But, um... And then later on... Quick. So I'd had this whole thing about training and off the other people and stuff and then this bloke overtook me and I thought to myself I wonder if he's really going faster than me or if he's going to do that thing like it happened just down here the other yeah. day actually, where right. you come past me and you go ah, and, then, yeah, and then immediately stop you right. think, well that's your journey you know? yeah, 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 yeah. but this guy this is all my problem my ego because he was going faster than me and, uh, was he a guy who you'd overtaken? No, no. Right, okay, so this is Never seen him before, so there was right. no right. race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, he just was going past me, yeah. came past me. I tried to get back past him, but without sprinting, and I couldn't because he was going faster than me. Right. But uh, I was right to think about it because I think he was running really hard as well. He, looked, he was suffering more than me, he was less right. steady. He was giving a lot of sweat and really. He looked tired. Yeah. But I think that was because he knew how to run harder than me for a long time. Yeah. Because yeah. he just got further and further away from yeah, me. He didn't yeah. stop. I was behind him for a good half a mile, maybe just a mile. Motor on, yeah. And, uh, but you know what? Aside from all that, the thing, I didn't envy him. And uh, I was joking about repetition and stuff. Just do you remember when I was joking about repetition? Yes, I remember that. Same about repetition. You don't like repetition. Oh, repetition freaks yeah. me out! Um, he looked at his watch, right? Yeah. How often would you say he looked at his watch? What, in the half a mile? Yeah. Four times? No. He looked at his watch about every six paces. Wow. I would say. Wow, that's a bit intense, isn't it? it? Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go insane. Yeah, he's going insane. It made me so happy I haven't got a watch. Because I'm not saying I wouldn't. Yes. I think that would be me if it was there. Especially if you're pushing it... He might be doing time splits or something or whatever, but it's still hard work, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it's useful information, that's something. I, don't, I doubt he was just obsessing. I mean, this guy was doing a, been, a really good training run. But still. There was a guy, it's funny how, seriously, 
people take it. I mean, you know, people want to do well and they, they express that in different ways. Did the park run on Saturday. Good fun, enjoyed it. Competitive. Yep. Had to really sprint the last 50 yards so that two people didn't overtake me one on each side. Right, they were really which pushing is, you. Which is the equivalent on that course of having your pocket picked, isn't it? Yeah, that's a bit the last 50 yards. On the grass there. Yeah. Yeah. But I did it. Yeah, well done. And uh, and it was just a good laugh. And then this guy came in a bit later, sort of yelping in glee as he as he went came through the the funnel, just going, yes, yeah, yeah, sort of hopping and sort of, sort of almost karate kicking the air next. Yeah. yeah. And PB smashed it. And it was like it was great, but it just felt a little bit. I don't know. Well, I think just a bit intense, you know. I know what you're saying. I think you've got to let him have it. Oh, absolutely. If he's broken his 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if, what he'd done, but... He might have been trying to break 20 for like 100 runs. But it's that kind of... missed it last week because of some kind of freak's stumble two seconds before the no, end. Yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah. But, but it's also felt a bit part of that sort of slightly neurotic... Slightly wound up North London. The whole thing's kind of right on the line, isn't it? It can be, yeah. yeah. On the one hand, this guy going past me, total respect. Yeah. And on the other hand, look at him sweating and look at what you think. All right, mate. Calm down. Yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> but, that, but then I would always say that about someone going faster than me. You had the advantage of having already finished. Yeah, I suppose what I'm saying is that I totally relate to a uh, competition. Yeah. And wanting to run as fast as you can. And other people help you do that. Yeah. You know. But I suppose I, I'm not that big on the just post post run shenanigans. Are, are those people who collapse to the floor go, oh, yeah, oh, no. oh, yeah. you get a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Really annoying me. Oh, the hands on the knees and the heavy breathing. Yeah. I always think, I always respect the funnel. You know, yeah. just, just keep, keep moving forward. You've got to respect the funnel. Yeah, yeah. But those guys, some, some guys that breathe so heavily and anguishly, it makes you just want to let them just, just beat you. It certainly just makes it. you. I can't be arsed with it. It certainly makes you want to wear headphones. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to, yeah. I'd like to see the Venn diagram. I know there's been some discussion. I know there's people who would. I respect people who strongly disapprove of headphones. But if any one of them is that guy in Harrogate with the breathing. Yeah. And it probably is because that's, that's the run for people who disapprove of headphones. And in my experience, and this guy and that, and this is early on. We took it yeah. three, four k into a ten k, and he'd settle into a nice steady <laughs> on his out breath, and uh, it made me make help me get an excellent time because you really had to get so far ahead of him not to so hear you it. Couldn't hear it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, shut up over the engine. It's funny the br- <laughs> the breathing thing that's just. Try to breathe a bit deeper every now and again when you're running or trying. It's great when it feels exactly right, isn't it? Yeah. But and also, you you've got totally the training and experience to judge whether it's appropriate or not. You know, with me, I always have to say, this might be a guy who knows what he's doing while you don't. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, let him have it. Yeah. I don't mind it, Reg. I don't mind Okay, now, listen, this, this is three times around. Are you sure you don't want to go four? I'm all right with three, actually. Yeah. If, you want to, if you want to do four for psychological reasons, we can do four. So you, you feel a bit better. Let's do four. Okay, cool. Can you really do it? Because yeah, I don't yeah. want to do four. Now, it seems ridiculous with your training schedule that you would turn around and say, Oh, no, this last one is no. too much. No. Oh, look at these deer. <laughs> I've just seen this stag. The antlers, the shady antlers in the, 
We saw deer in Richmond Park with Vassos last week, but I tried to get a picture, but they were too far away. Let me see if I can get these guys. Oh, dear. Look at these. One. So, total respect, don't get us wrong, to breathers, to... uh, I'm not suggesting that we stop breathing. No, we're pro-breathing during running. It, it, It just feels a little bit... It feels a little bit showboaty. Yeah. I think maybe it's just because I'm, I'm a sort of big remains of the day. I like, I like reticence. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I, you're like, a... I like holding it in. Yeah, right. And, you know, there, there's no... The great thing about holding in all your feelings and emotions is no downside. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Have you seen the... Uh, yes! Serenity Now yes! Yes! Uh, episode of Seinfeld? I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, Seinfeld's... Uh, no, George's dad... Yeah, comes up with a. Uh, uh, I'm mixing it up actually because he's got his own uh, Christmas type festival called Festivus. Right, it's like where they, yeah. <laughs> where they uh, have to have feats of strength after lunch. Okay, <laughs> he also has. He, he promotes this. He embraces this uh, philosophy. Yeah. Where whenever he's upset about anything, and you know he's a very angry little man. And whenever he's upset about anything, he just says, Serenity now. <laughs> and he just swallows it back. And then, and George hates this, you know. Yeah. And then later on, they talk to, I think it's the guy who started it, or, or a psychologist or something. And he says, oh, no, that's, that's a terrible idea. Because <laughs> all you're doing is just swallowing it all back, and it's just going to build up. And sooner or later, just gonna... it's like a pressure cooker. And then, meanwhile, catalogue of bad things happened to George's dad. <laughs> He's played by uh, Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller's dad. And he, in the end, he's going, he kind of bursts, but he's still saying it. So he goes, serenity now, serenity now, serenity now. So that's what's going to happen to you in York on Sunday. Yeah, I, uh, I like to... You kind of... In, in some respects, I suppose, I think it's just wasted energy. Yeah. I like to hold it back and give it to the run, you know. Yeah. To kind of... But each to his own, you know. I mean, I, yeah, I also think that, you know, know, not to... This is in no way... Uh, what am I trying to say? You are a sanguine person. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. and it's, it's, it's your prerogative... To not to be that, yeah. And also to not be objective about that. Yeah, it's supposed to be. You yeah. don't have to pretend you're not. Yeah. So as to empathise with people who aren't. But, you know, you're on a very even keel. I've got fairly... I can't be fairly mellow. Yeah. I, I, I also think, and this is serious, I don't think you believe me, that I don't actually hurt myself as much I believe as, you. as some people do when they, when they race. Yeah. It's like, some people really do put themselves through it. Yeah. I, I go like listen. I, I obviously hurt myself to an extent, but I can walk away after most after marathons. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I'm in pain, but I can do it. No, some I people think can't. The, and I good. think this is a. There are two levels to this. I think it's true. I think all year round, you know, we everyone's listened to our conversation about your stretching, and you're like, yeah, I've been doing a bit of stretching. If I didn't do my stretching properly every time, I yeah. can't run. Yeah. So you, on the one hand, the kind of easy end of things, you've got a machine that ticks over. Yeah. But equally, quite rightly, when you do a big run, it's not like you're not going for time or pacing yourself out, running hard. But like you say, you don't break yourself on it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's where both of us are at. You know, bringing bringing the the mighty offstage Mickey D. You know, if I say to him today on Facebook, got this marathon coming up on Sunday. 
he's going to say, ah, pain, pain, enjoy that pain, lean to the pain, it's going to hurt. And I don't think of it that way at all. Well, I know, or so, rather, it didn't hurt. See, I know it's going to, he's going to hurt, but I concentrate on uh, accepting it, not fighting it. Yeah, yeah. Because the energy is when fighting it is... But I think also maybe he's not so much talking about fighting it as using it. Yeah. And I don't think that I would use it either. I'd just run past it. Or just feel really bad and slow down. I mean, that tends to be my basic tactic (laughs) when it really is. I don't think that counts as a tactic. (laughs) I mean, you know, I go to the side and do these track sessions. Yeah. And I notice the people who are faster than me... They're hurting more. Yeah. They're better runners than me. Naturally, they're better runners. But part of it also is they just, they get used to pain management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was chatting to one kid, and he had to pull up halfway through a sprint session. I shouldn't have been in a car in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I misunderstood the pull up. And I, uh, I said to him, are you okay? He said, I had to stop, I just couldn't see. I was like, what? He said, yeah, sometimes when I push it so hard, I just can't see. I mean, I never get to that. No, and, and then you shouldn't. <laughs> like, well, this brings me. But he's a very, very quick 800 meter runner. I mean, he's yeah. like, he's a proper athlete. You know. But also, you know, when we do these runs, <laughs> let's get a selfie with this uh, fountain behind us. Cool. When we do these runs, right? You know, I love. We, we very much would run in commentary. You know, we we come across as the fairly obsessed with running people we are. And uh, you're blocking the you're blocking the fountain, mate. There you go. Look, get between the. There you go. He's ready to punch me. Look at that. You know, I love running, but I like all the things I do, I want it to be part of my three-dimensional experience. I want to be a well-rounded person. Yes. I don't want to do it. It's like when we say runners don't come to comedy gigs because they go to bed because they're running the next day. I totally respect that. If running is your thing, yeah. and all you really do is get ready for the next your run. job and you're running, yeah. then that's brilliant. But that is not me. Yeah. And I don't think that's just because of the rhythm of my life. It's because I'm, I'm too... Uh, greedy i want to be doing a bunch of different things and the analogy for me is quiz shows i want to be great at quizzes and you see people on quizzes and they're brilliant you and know? they devote themselves to quizzes yeah and you look at someone winning 15 to 1 or oh god that dog scared the living crap out of me <laughs> the black dog in the, the bushes dog. Um, <laughs> um yeah if i watch someone winning i mean really a top end like an egghead person right you watch them win i think that is amazing but I can't respect them unless they look like they could walk out at the end of the day and people wouldn't know. And have a you conversation. I mean? yeah. If you can win a quiz, but you look like until that quiz, you've been living underground, yeah. then you're giving too weird, much to it. it. Yeah. 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 In my book. But that's, again, that's, that's just you, isn't it? Yeah. The guy who's winning the quizzes and can, who cares I'm winning the quiz? Yeah, exactly. Just, like, just yeah. like the people who... Uh, give total hours and hours to running and they get that sort of thin haunted look yeah on another level they're closest to to that joy of what continuous running is isn't it yeah. do you know what I mean I can oh completely and we, complete, we do respect them don't we, we do, it's just not us yeah that's no, okay it's not us yet it might be me yeah it could be I, you. Might, I might go long yeah yeah I think you're going to start to regret all these other things in your life yeah <laughs> yeah 
and just then, go along. Just jettison on the wife and kids. You'll just be gumping it more and more, and I won't. And I'll say, you know, be saying, oh, I had a couple of martinis yesterday. The kids are on a trip. And I say, what have you been doing? He says, I've just been running across America. <laughs> uh, when I got hungry, I ate. I got a backpack and <laughs> when, a mat. When I was tired, I slept. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Did you uh, talk about alcohol? Yeah. Have you got anything you want to tell us? Well, I'll tell you what. We. Eat. I texted you last night to less, arrange this. Less than a week from yeah. the marathon, yeah. I texted you last night yeah. saying that we were launching into the third bottle last night, me and, me and the wife. Yeah. But we didn't finish it. Yes! For me, that's sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> we did not finish the third bottle. Oh, good work. It got to the point where my wife was asleep. Yeah. I'm sort of, sort of enjoying the wine, but not really. And there's a good half of the bottle left. Yeah. Now, normally at that point, I just push through. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You're drunk already. Let's get really drunk. It's hard not to finish the wine yeah. when you've had wine. But I didn't. Oh, that's I great. I thought of the marathon. That's sacrifice, surely. <laughs> that, that's, that's right up there. Oh, God, that bin. We were, quite, we were a long way from that bin, Laurie, and it smells. I feel like I'm sucking the inside of the bins they're emptying. That stinks, doesn't it? Or can you not smell that? That's killing me. I've got to share that with the listeners because we can't actually enrich the podcast with smells yet. So we're coming to the end of the marathon taper. Yeah. Let's refresh goals. I just want to say before we do, I love the way your how much commitment leaving that half after two and a half bottles of wine felt with relating to marathon kind of illustrates exactly how committed we are to running so brilliantly. It's also part of the taper, isn't it? Absolutely. Tapering the alcohol to the day itself. So... So refreshing, a refreshing and revisiting of goals. Yep. What's your body? What's happening with your body at the moment? Well, I'm, I'm absolutely twin-headed about this whole thing. Right. Part of me thinks, oh, this cold is not going to be better. I've had some terrible marathons. I've been remembering Boston. My right thigh hurts. My left knee hurts. You've been remembering I'm Boston. Sorry, God, that's dark, isn't it? I meant um, Berlin. No, it's not dark. It means you want to run Boston. We should run Boston. Yeah, It'd be that's a good true. marathon to run. But anyway, you've been remembering Berlin. You know, I've been looking at misery. I've been looking at pain. I've yeah. been doubting every fibre of my being. But I also know another level. I'm going to put all that to one side. And in the wider scheme of things, A, what I think doesn't matter. B, I'm fit for it. Yeah. C, these achy legs and stuff, they'll be fine. They'll hurt afterwards. They won't, they'll hurt during, but they're not going to stop me running. And uh, I, I feel good. My aim, my fundamental rule is I'm going to run all the way. Cool. That'll be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it used to be my rule, and I'm bringing it back. Yeah. Look at that church there. What about you? I, I, I'm, uh, I want to have a good taper. I want to really relax this week and chill out. Yeah, and eat and some nice brown rice. Eat, eat, eat some nice brown rice, get some nice early nights. No, no booze, no punching, no yeah. fights. And uh, I'm listening, by the way. I'm just talking no, this camera. Cool. I, I want to do something around three, between three hours and three five. And if it goes really well, you know, beat three. But I sense anything. If I get a PB, it'd be incredible. Yep. Which so would be... Sub three nine. I think so, we've you know we've I mean? come very close to uh, come very uh, um, not very close to very slowly and logically to this point where you're saying I'd love a three, I should get three five. Yes, and I'm yeah. saying I'd love three fifteen again, and I should get three twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think great. that in a way, you know, it's like we say, whatever we think now, wherever we're at with our taper, our tapers aren't wildly off. I will be better. So that is what is reasonable for us to expect. Just rest up, yeah. And and the great thing is, at the end of the, by the end of it, you'll have done a marathon. 
Yeah, that's absolutely. the great thing about it. It's Sorry. like having something in the bank, isn't it? We're going to do a marathon. It's so exciting. Yeah, it's just it's just like it's always a wild experience. It's wonderful, and it's yeah. everyone. It's nice with it, and do get in touch because it's so nice because it's online now. Everyone else is getting ready for it, and we'll be hanging out. We'll it. be hanging out with a running commentary headset. So come and say hello. Yeah, People I do say hello. We were so running we run? nine and a half minute miles, and we ran four and a half of them. So we've been running. We ran four and a half miles. Yeah, cool. How's that for you? It's great. So it's it's a little bit over a mile round then. That's right. Awesome! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Captain Punta 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 Punta